Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet. About fans, by fans, for fans. Welcome to Late United We Stand Podcast. I'm Andy Mitten. There's two and a half hours to kick off Manchester United against Sevilla. I'm just on my way to Old Trafford and I'm just with Mike Feeling. I'm just going to ask Mike, how are you feeling about the game tonight? You're going as a fan tonight, aren't you? I'm going as a fan, yeah. I haven't uh, done that experience for a while. Uh, I've been invited along by a couple of friends of mine. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be there. You were there the last time United played at this stage. It was... 2014 yeah. no, th- no I tell you what you were there when Real Madrid came to Old Trafford in 2013 that's right, right? so yeah. you, you get you get the draw in the away leg and then you get them back to Old Trafford what's going through your minds at this stage of the game what are you thinking well you're thinking really that this is a big night all, all big nights in Europe at Old Trafford well you're thinking you're playing about one of the best one of the best teams in Europe unbelievable history but the job's not done and it's a it's a thin dividing line between success and failure when you get to this these sorts of rounds and you just have to prepare the best you can and you hope and you believe that your players can can get you over the line and it's a real tense atmosphere you're not sure tactically how it's going to pan out you have an idea but it's all about courage and and momentum but you're at home and you have to you have is that to a positive up. you know you're going to have the crowd behind you Rec- yeah it's a positive yeah. it's a positive um, well, does, the it, only, does it bring added pressure the if only, you've not scored after yeah the only pressure is is that you're going into the game on an even keel you, you know you'd like to be a little bit ahead yeah um, which gives you a little bit of comfort but you don't have that and when you don't have that you've got to think well it's a one off game it's literally down to this one and given how good United have been at home, I mean, Jose Mourinho said yesterday he doesn't consider the team to have any advantage at all. I disagree because United are at home and they would expect them to attack, whereas in Seville they played more defence-minded. Yeah, all the onus is on United. Mm. Seville, you know, aren't the greatest travelling team. Mm. I think they've showed that in the past that they don't really travel well, but they've given themselves half a chance in in the result they had at their place. No goals. They you know, it's a, it's a tricky one. Both teams need to score. Yeah. Who scores the first one? There's a priority, probably. You know, because if United score it, then it does probably not the confidence of Seville having to think about, you know, getting that away goal. If United score two, it's it's probably done and dusted. But you know, if Seville could score first, it's a totally different ball game then, because you know United have to go then and score two goals. So, experience is on Man United's side. That's for sure, both the management and, and you know, being in the tournament. Finally, you looking forward to going as a fan? Are you looking forward to watching? And are you going to go up if they score? Because you don't have to be all professional, do you, tonight? You no, can do anything. No, uh, I can be anything I want. Yeah. <laughs> Apart uh, from I'm a Seville go, fan. I actually, when I go, I tend to watch more the opposition than, do I, do, than I do United. I know United. I know okay. roughly how they'll go about their job, what what their expectations are but I like to sometimes think about the opposition and what they will take from the game how they set up 
what are their priorities, who are the better players, who are the ones that can can make things happen for them. And then obviously you love the atmosphere. A European night for Man United is is different. So you you get involved in all that and you know, maybe I'll I'll sit there all calm and collected and maybe I won't. I don't know until I get there. Finally score prediction please. I think United will win 2-0. Thank you, and we've spoken to Mike for a forthcoming United We Stand podcast, so we'll be putting that out in the next couple of weeks, and it's really worth listening to. Yeah, sorry. I'm stood on to Matt Busby Wade as an hour to kick off, and um, talking to a group of, of severe fans. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Jose. And where are you from? We are from Sevilla, and we are here to see the football match between Manchester and Sevilla football. How have you enjoyed Manchester so far, the city? You like it? You like? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. We like it, yeah. And the night was good and everything is okay. And what have you been doing in, in Manchester? What? You've been to a pub or you've. ¿Qué has estado en el Manchester, en el centro de la ciudad? Okay. We have been in the library, yeah. the cathedral, and also in some discos yeah. yesterday. Which discos? Uh, the disco is Factory. Factory. Oh, yeah? Do you know Factory? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. You like it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. And the music? Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Uh, because the, the the Manchester is famous for music as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, as well as football. Very good. We have been in Liverpool and we have visited uh, uh, about um, the Beatles, yeah. the Cavern, you know. Yeah. And how do you feel about the game tonight? Are you confident? No, too much. We are. I, we think we are going to lose, but everything is good. Always. We are happy and. And uh, which are your best players at the moment? Who do you think can play well in in Old Trafford? In Seville. No, in Old Trafford tonight. Uh, Banega. Okay. Number yeah. ten in Seville. Yeah. yeah. Ever Banega. Yeah. I was at the game in uh, Sanchez Pijuan and okay. you had many chances to score. Yeah. Is, was this a frustration that you did Absolutely, not score? Absolutely, yeah. With Killer, yeah. isn't very good. Yeah. And we need to end these opportunities. And David De Gea? David De Gea was very, was very, very good. And he made some very stops. And that was really bad for us. And how many uh, aficionados of Sevilla are in uh, Manchester? 2,200. Yes. More or less. And you like the weather here? Yeah, yesterday was a little bit bad. It was uh, raining just a little bit uh, all day, but today... It never rains here. It's always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sevilla, you know? You. But today is very good. Today is like in Sevilla. And it's your first time in, in Manchester? In Manchester, yeah. And what do you think, finally, of Manchester United? It's a really good uh, team. It's a historic team. And Old Trafford is, the, is where the football born. Uh, we are very, very proud to be here, but we, spare, we hope to win. Prediction, please, of the score. A prediction, 1-1. Uh, 1-1? One, one. One, one? Yeah, I hope so. But if you get 1-1, one, one, you're going to the... Yeah, this is what prediction? 1-1, uh, yes. 2-2. Two 1-1. Two. One, one. So all of you think that Sevilla is going to the... Okay, we well, believe in us. I hope you enjoy your time in Manchester and uh, lose the game. Uh, <laughs> the second half's just started and it needs to be much, much better than the first half because Sevilla were the best team in the first half in Spain and the second half and they were certainly the better team at Old Trafford. 
United looked nervous, they looked like the away team and I think that nervousness transmits through to the crowd as well. You can hear the Sevilla fans behind me and maybe one or two Spanish commentators. But Old Trafford's flat. There's a very weak chant of attack, attack, attack from J-Stand towards the end of the first half. And I think people have been surprised at how good Sevilla are, that they pass the ball around well. But their midfield of Steven Anzonze and Eva Banega, who's probably the best player, I've watched Banega for years. They're really good technically uh, proficient footballers. And United are standing off and they're giving the ball away too easily. And the second half has just started. And Eric Bailly made a, a very, very good tackle. And the second half started a little bit brighter for United, but Mourinho said yesterday that he didn't see United as having any advantage with the score being nil-nil. I think United are actually at a slight disadvantage now because Sevilla are the better team. If they score once, United have to score twice. And they're passing the ball around comfortably. And I think the fact that they've been able to do that has lifted their confidence. You can certainly see it from the fans. Although, as I say that, Old Trafford finally comes alive with a, a chant of Red Army coming out of the Stratford end. But Sevilla just seems to be content to pass the ball around. Not many will remember this, but they did the same when they came to Old Trafford last time. That was for Rio Ferdinand's testimonial. Of course, there's no comparison. But what you did see was how good this team are how technically good they are three Europa Leagues on the trot the seasoned European campaigners they've been very very successful in the last decade and now the break in against Manchester United there's five minutes into the second half no we're not we're ten minutes into the second half so the next time I'm going to join you will be after the game no, 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 no. Not enjoying this. Misty's European night. <laughs> I'm not enjoying the reality. Not quite as nervous as I was when Real Madrid came here. But I had more confidence in the United team when that Madrid side came. This team, Mourinho has been saying throughout that doesn't expect us to win the Champions League. Neither do I. I do, or did, expect United to beat Sevilla. And actually, I still do. There's a substitute coming on, Paul Pogba. Great that we can bring Paul Pogba on. And I think he could be suited for this type of game because he's a creator, Pogba. He might take chances, he might lose the ball. But United need to score. You can't just hold the game out, see the game out at 0-0. United need to score. And I think Pogba has got a point to prove. And fingers crossed that when I next speak to you, he or one of the other men in red have made the difference. With Kevin Kilban after the game, Kevin, what did you make of that? Um, I, I just we just uh, we listened to Jose Mourinho talking there. I mean, quite right, he's going to come out, he's going to try and defend the performance, he's going to try and defend the players. But I, I personally don't feel as though he, he, he can defend that performance tonight. I, I came here tonight after that first game. We always knew it was going to be it was a dangerous scoreline from the nil-nil over there in Seville. But I think in general, I think I expected a United performance right on the front foot, putting um, putting Sevilla's defence under pressure, and particularly in Zogbia and uh, and Benega. Those two in particular, I expected United to put under pressure. And I think they were they were allowed too much.
much time, started to dictate play, and the longer the game went on, they started to grow in confidence more and more, and you could sense within 15, 20 minutes of the game, the crowd at Old Trafford just getting nervous and edgy, and that then came into the second half, and as soon as, of course, then Ben Yedda came on, we know what happened then, but overall, I just thought United were too passive without the ball, and when they were in possession, I thought they were a little bit too negative, and I don't feel as... I think tonight, Romelu Lukaku, I felt when he was in the game, he was actually having an impact on the match and actually doing good, good things, but he just wasn't in the game enough, and I think that's where United failed tonight, to get him in the game, because he could have caused problems for Sevilla defensively. Alexis Sanchez? Poor again. I've not, I've not seen him put in a really good performance in the United shirt yet, and... Um, even listening to Jose Mourinho recently talking about him looking like you know an adjustment, uh, new club, and all this sort of thing. But I mean, we had Graham Sunis in our studio tonight, and Graham Sunis was basically saying um, what Graham Sunis was saying actually was along the lines of, "Look, he's played at big clubs. It's not necessarily you can say that he's he's playing for a huge club nine Manchester United, yeah, but he's been at Barcelona, he's been at Arsenal, so the pressure shouldn't be there from playing here." Maybe the suggestion is that the way that he's actually been asked to play at the moment is not necessarily suiting his game, and I'd probably I'd probably go along with that. I don't think he's having a major impact on the, on the game, and I think then he's starting to force things. He's starting to try to be a little bit too, um, I won't say positive, but just trying trying too hard, I suppose, trying to make things happen when maybe his natural game is not necessarily taking over, and I think that's where he's struggling. It was a great finish, wasn't it, from Ben Yedda? It was a great finish. I mean, it was. Um, was it Vas- Vasquez that put the ball through to him I think it was and his first touch was excellent and then he- it was a little the slight second touch just to open the body up to take it away from Eric Bailly and it, it-, it was a pass but it, it was a, a really a really forceful pass into the net to take it beyond De Gea. De Gea absolutely no chance. De Gea I felt was at fault for the second goal. Yes, but the first goal I think that's what killed United. And to score two goals, he was only on the pitch five minutes. He scores two goals. That was the impact that he had. And I think as the game was stretched, it was perfect to bring the top scorer Ben Yedder on. De Gea was shaking his head probably as much as at himself as thinking I can do better than playing this team. There's possibly an element of that. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I think he, yeah, frustration tonight that he, he probably should have done better in the second goal. But I mean, I don't think any United fan can realistically be critical of, of David De Gea for his performances over the years. I think it was one of those nights. Yeah, um, do you know what, Andy? I mean, I do, I do feel tonight. I think there's there's going to be you know you've you seen the lads, you've seen Rio Ferdinand, Paul Scholes, and Gerald. They're they're in the studio there tonight, and they're questioning the tactics used. They're questioning how the team set up because particularly Ferdinand and Scholes, they've played in United sides coming into a second leg of actually going to dominate at home at Old Trafford and in fairness I think yes they won the Europa League last season Man United but I don't think I've seen a real dominant home performance from them in Europe yet I don't think we've seen Jose Mourinho a Jose Mourinho side coming of age in Europe yet if you look at the home performances last year in Europe against Anderlecht it went to extra time against Celta Vigo it struggled United were very impressive in Spain but, but less so yeah. against Rostov was a, was a struggle against um, what was the Ukrainian team um, from Luhansk that was yeah, a struggle Michelle, as well yeah. no, there's, yeah. there's lots of times when, when they struggled and I felt tonight the atmosphere was really poor there was a nervousness among the crowd right from the start but I, I, do you know what Andy I think it's understandable you know if, I, yeah. if I'm a United fan I'm stood there tonight and I'm seeing the way that the, the team's playing you know as, as a football fan myself I'm going to see my team and, and they're at home I'm expecting my side to be a little bit more aggressive with without the ball first and foremost put the side on the pressure go and get in the face he's going to stop them playing I don't think we saw that from United I think United were just as I said before far too passive that in turn sets in to nervousness in the, in the supporters because they see that the team is not necessarily going out and going, and going trying to force the issue I don't think United did that tonight I don't think they forced the issue enough Is it not chicken and egg shouldn't the supporters get the players up for it? 
or is it or is it the other way around? It's You've a, played. It's a bit of both. I have to say, it's a bit of both. Sometimes that you, you you're looking for support that when that edginess sets in, that that does that does transfer onto the pitch. You start to feel the edginess in the supporters. But there's also an element of without the ball, you need to try and get the crowd on the feet. There needs to be a, needs to be sometimes a, just just a challenge going in, yeah. a challenge going in, a header one, whatever yeah. it be. That that's what can lift the crowd at times. You know, I've seen it this season. Victor Victor Lindelof won a tackle against Brighton at home, and it it just changed. His whole time at United. Yeah. Well, look at because the, the crowd up to it. Look yeah. at the game the weekend. Lukaku wins a header. Yeah. Rashford gets on the end of it. There's a Bang. ball that comes off the end of it. Yeah. We didn't see it enough from United tonight. I thought the quality of Lukaku was as bad as I've seen it. And I felt a lot of the times tonight. It was bad in Seville as well. Yeah. You know, you're looking at your strategy. You're looking at those questions asked to Lukaku. And I'd be one that would maybe say at times, does, does Lukaku do enough without the ball? His goal scoring record's excellent. His finish tonight was very, very good. But I'm looking at some of the quality from back to front. I'm thinking some of those balls are not hard balls to be hitting. It's, it's a comfortable ball you're in comfortable possession you're not under pressure just lift a nice ball into it so often tonight they was over hit they were going over his head he was making them fighting balls and I don't think that they did him, did him any favours tonight Ron Lukaku no I didn't thank you for your time Kevin no problem half an hour after the match I'm just walking away from Old Trafford just walking out of the Munich tunnel there's still plenty of people about and Manchester United are out of Europe I'm as pissed off as it as they have been when they went out against Leverkusen and all the other times that they've gone out. Did they deserve it? No, no not at all. Sevilla were the better team in Spain, were unlucky not to score. I expected it to be completely different tonight. I expected United to go on the front foot. They barely did that. And then they let Sevilla play. And I've watched Sevilla play live lots of times this season. If you let them play, then they're going to play. As I mentioned, I think at half time, you've got lads like um, Steven and Zonzi and Eva Benega, who did very, very well at, at Valencia. And you give them time on the ball, they're going to dominate the game, they're going to set the tempo. Great, great finish from substitute Ben Yedda, and just killed it. There was a nervousness right from the start of the game, from the fans as well. United didn't wake up as a team. So six minutes from the end of the second leg. Don't think Old Trafford was great. I think the United fans were nervous. I think there's still the expectation that they're going to attack teams because it's the great Manchester United. But this isn't a great Manchester United. And so many of the players were, were lacking tonight. And this weird season continues where, I would have said before this game, the mood has not been uh, as good as at any point this season. And I've got people telling me what's going on every day of my life. It's my job to know these things. And the players were confident. They were training well. The fans were buzzing. There was, Liverpool was fantastic at the weekend. And every time you think the team is just moving forward and moving on to the next level, there always seems to be a setback, sometimes even within the same game or in reverse, like at, at Crystal Palace a few weeks ago. But United was so, so flat tonight David De Gea has been a brilliant goalkeeper he is a brilliant goalkeeper he, um, he it's not it's rare that he's at fault but he was at fault I don't think it's unreasonable to expect Manchester United to get beyond this stage to overcome a team like Sevilla who are working on a budget a quarter of the size of Manchester United and this isn't even a great Sevilla team this is a Sevilla team who sacked the manager in December and granted the new managers made improvements and the form's picked up a bit. But this is a, a severe team that 
They've lost two games since they last played United. Atletico Madrid went there and scored five goals. This isn't Barcelona. This isn't Real Madrid. This isn't even uh, Valencia. Certainly not Atletico. And I fear what would have happened had United gone through to get one of the better teams. And that sadly includes Manchester City. And I keep thinking this United team is, is less than the sum of its parts. And sometimes when you see teams like Sevilla, the opposite is true. And I do think Mourinho is a good manager. I do think he's making improvements. I don't think that it's time to change him. I've seen the knee-jerk reaction, uh, at least on social media, and some people are saying this just isn't the United way. I still think he should be judged properly after two, maybe even three years. But it is disappointing when some of the players that he brings in are so disappointing. I do think that Alexis Sanchez is a very good player. I don't think he's the world star that people thought he was because I watched him very closely at Barcelona and I saw that Barca fans were were not upset in the slightest when he left, although he was playing a more subservient role there. He just used to get the ball and I think he was just instructed to give it to Lionel Messi. Paul Pogba has got to come good. Uh, he's got so much talent and he started this season well, he's had injuries, but Pogba needs to be shining in games like that. And didn't shine in Andalusia, and he didn't when he came on tonight. He had plenty of minutes in this tie, even though he didn't start either of them. And that defeat and that elimination now puts a, a big negative slant on the season. We're left with the FA Cup. Would winning the FA Cup and finishing second be a successful season? Would be bad, would it? Wouldn't be bad. But it wasn't good enough when Louis van Gaal won the FA Cup in 2016. He lost his job. Granted, he didn't finish second. I don't think there's any danger that Jose Mourinho will lose his job. But you look at teams who are spending much, much less on players being far more effective than, than Manchester United. Although the team is still second. You can always argue back the positives. Every single result, you can argue it either way. United are likely to get uh, go over 80 points in the league this season. Um, the defence statistically has been good, but we can all see that uh, the, the defence needs needs additions. If only because both the fullbacks are well into into the 30s, and it's just very very disappointing when you you lose a game like that. And when that goal went in, I thought, oh, it just killed it completely. It killed it, and the Sevilla fans were buzzing. Don't blame them. They've had a great night. They've gone away to Manchester United and, and they've won. And two and a half thousand of them absolutely buzzing. And the good fans, they were really good in Seville. And miles better than the United fans were here. And that's another inconsistency. It's not just the team. The atmosphere at Old Trafford on Saturday was brilliant. Best it's been for years. And then straight to the next game and it was, it was pretty poor. I think the came alive a bit at the end with a couple of chances at United United or a pretty weak attack 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 before the end of the first half so that's it from me gonna the other lads are gonna contribute to to this podcast I'm walking now behind the back of the Stratford end past a, a plaque dedicated to Sir Matt Busby I remember United fans and an early version of Imusa raising eight and a half grand to build that um, in the early 90s there are hundreds of fans here. They're waiting to 
catch glimpses of the United players. I could actually go in there and go into the mix zone, but none of them are going to stop and talk. Maybe you should just talk to some of the severe players. And that's it from me from this podcast. The next one will be at Brighton. I'm not going to do that one. I've got to go to camp now tomorrow to cover the Barcelona Chelsea game. And I just got so much zero enthusiasm for that because it's not my team, but it's my job. And we'll bring you the podcast from Brighton. And we'll also, um, we've got one which we did earlier with Mike Phelan, which is which is a decent listen for, for something slightly different. It's the morning after the game. The audio didn't work with some of the lads recording outside the ground, so sorry that we can't bring you that. Thank you to everyone who bought the new issue of the mag. It's now on sale, and you can download copies as well via our website, uwsonline.com. I've just looked at the reaction in Spain. There's a brilliant front cover on marker. It has to be said, Big Ben with Ben Yedder jumping up and running towards the 2,000. Very loud away fans. They've had, the, they've had a great, great night winning away at Manchester United. It's one of the highlights of their careers as, as fans. And then the talk all the morning is obviously about the game and people are saying, should Mourinho go? I maintain what I said last night. No, no, I don't. I do think he's the man to continue to improve Manchester United what are the other options at the moment getting Pep Guardiola from Manchester City that's not going to happen at all but I still feel so so disappointed with that result last night I'm just frustrated because United just didn't play at all and those players must they must feel worse and if they don't then there's something wrong but technically they're better they're better that's why they're paid far more than the than the Sevilla players but they did well. They got a result. You fear had United gone through and played against a really, really good team because there are far better teams than Sevilla. You fear what would have happened. Although knowing Jose Mourinho, probably would have got a narrow defeat like against Real Madrid in uh, the Super Cup. So that's it for this podcast. It's shorter and not quite so sweet as maybe would have hoped for. But we will bring the next one from Brighton at the weekend. Thanks for listening. Until then, goodbye. Thanks for listening to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win as well as a host of special bets created by Reds. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website redarmybet.com or download the app. Red Army Bet, we all follow United.